Good morning, folks and friends. It's good to be with you this morning on this Palm Sunday. The message this morning is entitled, Living Between Loss and Hope, and it's taken from John 11, verses 32 through 45. So I'd like to read the scripture first. When Mary arrived where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. When Jesus saw her crying, and the Jews who had come with her crying also, he was deeply disturbed and troubled. And he asked, Where have you laid him? And they replied, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to cry. The Jews said, See how much he loved him. But some of them said, He healed the eyes of the man born blind. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was deeply disturbed again. When he came to the tomb, it was a cave. And a stone covered the entrance, and Jesus said, Remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said, Lord, the smell will be awful. He's been dead four days. And Jesus replied, Didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see God's glory? And so they removed the stone, and Jesus looked up and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. I know you always hear me. I say this for the benefit of the crowd standing here, so that they will believe that you sent me. And having said this, Jesus shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his feet bound and his hands tied and his face covered with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, untie him and let him go. And therefore, many of the Jews who came with Mary and saw what Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. I'd like to offer just a few words of prayer before we hear the message. And loving and gracious God, we give thanks for this day. We give thanks for your written word, which speaks to us as your living word in our heart. I pray my words, I pray your word will speak to the condition of those listening. Help us to live between loss and hope in a way that sustains our faith, strengthens our soul, and gives us hope. We ask all this in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So there is on my desk at home a little sign that I look at every morning when I sit down to my computer to check my email and social media. The sign simply reads, I'm pretty sure I have no idea. I can't remember where I got it, but at the time it just struck me as funny and kind of a novelty. But now every morning I look at it and I say to myself, this feels about right. This describes my present situation. It feels right because it seems that on any given day right now, I may have no idea what I'm supposed to feel or how I'm supposed to show up in the day. I have my schedule. I have my Zoom calls and Folks, I need to call, so my day has a bit of structure. But I have no idea if I should show up as an optimist or a pessimist, as someone filled with hope, or someone who should paint a very realistic picture, as someone who feels a bit of anxiousness, or someone who is filled with confidence and strength. I I have no idea. Part of the struggle is realizing that I may try to make it an either-or decision. I either have to be all confident of the future or I have to be very bleak about the future. I either have to be very trusting in the present or I have to be very doubtful in the present. 
But then I realized that maybe it's not about always making it an either or. Maybe life is a both and. In other words, one can be both filled with trust and yet struggle with doubt. One can be filled with faith and confidence and have moments of fear. One can be very hopeful about the future and be very mindful and concerned about the present situation. Life doesn't have to be a constant either or. Life can be a both and. Our scripture text for this morning is what I call a both and rather than an either or. And Jesus shows us how life is a both and. A very good friend of Jesus, Lazarus, is ill. John describes Lazarus as, quote, the one whom you love. And you get the feeling that Lazarus is a very close friend of Jesus. Yeah, Jesus loves everyone, but there was this special and deep love for Lazarus. It must have been hard for Jesus to hear those words, quote, the one whom you love is ill. Those are words many folks are hearing today with the pandemic and COVID-19. The one whom you love is ill. They hear their family member or friend is ill. The one whom they love is ill. Now, word would not have been sent to Jesus unless Lazarus was seriously ill, such as the case with so many in this world. The one whom they love is seriously ill. The world that Jesus lived in and the experiences he felt is not unlike ours. And what we experience and often feel is not unlike what Jesus experienced. If anything, we can trust that paying attention to how Jesus showed up in these moments also helps us know how we can show up in these moments. When we say, I'm pretty sure I have no idea, we, we can look at Jesus who gives us a pretty good idea of how to be. Jesus eventually shows up at the place Lazarus is buried. Lazarus has died, and when Jesus arrives, he's already been in the tomb for four days. Many had gathered at the house of Martha and Mary to bring them comfort, much like we gather at someone's house to bring them comfort to bring them presents, to bring them food, and to offer them help in any way we can. When Jesus arrives, Mary confronts him and basically says, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. In other words, Jesus' reputation preceded him. He was a healer. Mary figured that if he wanted, Jesus could have healed Lazarus or at least prevented him from getting ill. At some point in our lives, we're Mary. We're grieving. We've experienced loss in our life. Someone we love falls to sickness and we feel the pain of loss. In our hurt and pain and even anger, we lash out. I really think it's enough at this point to say that it's okay if we end up directing our hurt and questions toward God. Mary didn't hold back. Neither should we. She says to Jesus, basically, you could have prevented this, but you didn't. In the same way, when we experience loss in our life, we sometimes say to God, you could have prevented this, but you didn't. And then we feel bad for talking to God that way, but Mary didn't apologize. She felt what she felt. And the only one she felt she could be completely honest with her feelings in that moment was the divine, was Jesus. And that is God's grace to you and I. Like Jesus came to Martha and Mary, God comes to us in our grief and invites our honesty, invites our pain, invites our lament. And then God steps into our pain and suffering and identifies with it so we don't feel as if we're alone. When Jesus saw Mary and all the other Jews gathered around crying, he was deeply disturbed and troubled. In other words, his heart was hurting as well. And Jesus asks where they've laid Lazarus, and they show him. And Jesus goes to where they've laid Lazarus. 
And the scripture says Jesus begins to cry. In some of our Sunday school days, most of us would pride ourselves on the fact that this was the one verse we could memorize, John eleven thirty five. 35, Jesus wept or Jesus began to cry. However it is translated, we know this. Jesus felt the pain and the hurt of grief. Jesus felt the full force of sorrow and loss. Jesus not only entered into the pain of Mary with deep empathy, he also experienced the pain of loss and grief. To be a follower of Jesus is to know that there will be moments when life breaks our heart and we experience sorrow. We don't avoid or distract ourselves from that pain. Rather, we lean into it and we feel it because it's in those moments that love has cracked our hearts wide open and we are ready to receive the grace and hope and healing of God. In the midst of his own grief, Jesus asks those gathered to remove the stone. They're pretty reluctant because, well, Lazarus has been in there for over four days and he doesn't smell too well. Or as Martha put it, the smell will be awful. After promising that they will see God's glory, the stone is removed. And Jesus yells, Lazarus, come out. And out staggers this man all bound up in cloth, both his hands and feet. And Jesus simply says, untie him and let him go. Remember when I mentioned earlier in this message how life can be lived as a both-and, not just an either-or. Well, that is a both-and moment. In this moment, Jesus shows us that it is possible to live both from a place of grief and from a place of hope, and that all will be well and there will be new life and hope. And it's in that moment, it's in those places that we will see God's glory. And isn't that the place we find ourselves in today? In local communities, cities, and all over the globe, we don't know whether to grieve or be hopeful. I say, you don't have to choose, be both. First, be both Mary and Jesus and give yourself permission to grieve. Like Mary, we can wonder about the what-ifs and pray our questions to God. And like Jesus, we can be deeply disturbed and troubled and even shed some tears. Because in many ways, we're grieving and we've experienced loss. I think I came to this realization a couple of weeks ago when I began to realize all that would not be happening for some folks because of the pandemic. Some would miss walking on stage at a graduation. Some would not get to play their senior year in spring sport. Some would be missing prom. Some would have to delay a wedding. Others, grief began to be manifested in literally losing a loved one and not being able to bring proper closure due to restrictions at hospitals and funeral homes. Others were either being laid off or losing their jobs or are now being laid off and losing their jobs. And then there is this loss of human connection and interaction and not being able to socialize like we once could. If you're feeling a deep sense of loss and a huge void and wonder if you're the only one, you aren't. And if you've wondered if it's crazy to feel this way, it's not. We've lost time and we've lost moments we'll never get back. Our sense of grief and loss is not abnormal. It's very normal given the times we are experiencing. But this is not the end of the story, friends. The end of the story with Lazarus is life and resurrection. Lazarus comes out. The one they once thought was dead is now alive. The one that had been sick is now well. Death and sickness do not have the last word. Life has the final word. Resurrection has the final word. Jesus has the final word. And Jesus says to come out. And maybe it feels a bit as if we're locked up in our caves, all bound up in fear and anxiousness. We've been asked for the safety of ourselves and others to isolate. But at some point, we will emerge and life will continue. At some point, we will undo the anxiousness and fears that bind us, and we'll step forward into a new day. And yes, 
This will occur at some point, because all Jesus' stories end that way. They may begin with what feels like loss and suffering, but they always end with life and hope. Sometimes life is lived in between the losses and the hope, and that is most likely where we find ourselves at this moment in history. We find ourselves living between loss and hope, and it's in that space that we wrestle with what we need to let go of in order to be ready for the new that will emerge. And it is possible to live with loss and hope at the same time. It is a both and. We don't have to choose one over the other. We can live with both and be in both places because it's in the feeling of our losses that we look to hope. And it's through the experience of hope that we're able to journey through our losses. The great Irish playwright and poet Oscar Wilde once wrote, quote, where there is sorrow, there is holy ground. The ground which we all presently tread is holy ground. It may not seem that way because of what our world is experiencing, but it is holy ground because it's in our sorrow that we welcome the possibility of hope and new life. And it's the possibility of hope and new life that sustains us through our sorrow. And that is God's glory. And that is holy ground. Friends, I want to offer us a prayer and offer you a prayer before we close. Loving God, I pray that you will be with those that are listening today. If they have experienced loss in their life, if they have experienced sorrow in their life, I pray that you would bring healing to them. Help them to grieve. Help them to know that it's okay to grieve and to feel that loss. Be with them in their tears. And as they journey through it, help them to also be open to the possibility of new life, to the possibility of resurrection, to the possibility of hope. That sorrow and loss doesn't have the final word. It may have a season, but it doesn't have the final word. And at some point, we will all come out, and we will all come through this. And we will know that we have been changed people and that we have walked on holy ground. Amen. Friends, I want to thank you. Thank you for being with me on this sermon and this call. Thank you for being you. I pray that you have a good week. I pray that you have a safe week. And God be with you. Amen.